time and space are not linear concepts. They have dimension and depth. There are connections and patterns that exist in everything. And sooner or later, these intertwine and change. We will follow the lives of characters that exist at these crossroads, seeing where they take their journeys, navigating these worlds that exist at Chaos Edge. Stories from Chaos Edge is an actual play podcast of tabletop role-playing games with me, your host Madeline Colley. In this personal experiment, I'm using my years of player experience to help explore different systems a variety in gaming in order to tell stories, either alone or with friends along the way. Episode 1, Part 2. All right, just as a reminder, when it gets to this point, when you feel you have answered one of your questions that was mentioned in preparation for the journey you want to scroll down on the character keeper to start going to the dice cord uh, card draw and then draw a card and then list it in the card draws under waiting on the character keeper okay so i feel like uh how do you draw a card again oh Just... i apologize okay when you go on to the dice cord in discord huh um it's like uh exclamation point dr I think I've maybe answered the first question. Okay. Yeah, I assume you did. Okay. Yeah, that you know and why. Just... And then, like the the, yep, the pop down will list all of the <laughs> all the cards, all right. and then you I can guess. just like enter that in. Okay. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I answered my question, but I just wanted to test the dice. No, <laughs> please. No, I mean that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Play. It's fine. We got fifty-two cards. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So many. Yes. All right. Don't go cray cray though, because it's like, you know, you need like the three cards and then like the one for the conductor. Let us resume. So we're going to pick it back up with Winslow and Dan. Again, you guys are the shaft of moonlight that allows you to see the Longhorn doesn't necessarily carry over to where Benny and Minnie were. You may not see Minnie, you know, starting to hobble her way up to you guys. Um, I think there might be like a moment of silence and then kind of nervous. Not kind of, like very nervously. Um, Winslow will go. Um, Mr. Dan? Um, uh, I don't know if you're going to be busy uh, once, I guess, the train comes. Um, uh, but uh, if you could, uh, I'm, I'm looking for someone on that train. You could help me find them. I'm not going to be busy till I get where I'm, go- where I'm going. Who are you looking for? Great. Um, it's this woman in a dress with daisies on it. And who is she? I didn't get a name. She didn't give me a name. In hindsight, but I need to. F- I I really need to find her. You her love boy. Oh. She was, she was, she was, she was pretty, I guess. Uh, but um, I didn't know her for very long, um, uh, like a day or two, really. Um, I guess if maybe I don't know. So focused on. Well, yeah, I just need yeah a lady in a dress with daisies on it. Um, uh, 
should be. Hopefully, <laughs> there won't be multiple <laughs> women on the train wearing daisy dresses. That would be incredibly awkward. Uh, but yeah, I really. But you'll recognize her face. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm really, really good with remembering things. Hmm. Just real good, real good. Uh, yeah, she w- she was pretty. Um, kind of pointed chin. Um, and just kind of laughs to himself and. What's, what's what if I see if I see her? I'll tell you sure. Yeah, brunette, curly hair. And this is when Minnie comes up to you too, and she, <laughs> her face, literally comes out of the darkness, into the moonlight, and uh, she laughs a little. <laughs> Oh, you'll be seeing a bunch of my brunettes and blondes and all sorts of sorts of ladies there, I'm sure, on the train. Daisies, you said, I think I heard with my... Yep. Uh, they might be wearing a little bit less than that boy. Huh. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I had... To... I mean, I, 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 I'll still recognize her face, so it's fine. I don't... Oh, I'd give the bad news to Benny, and it seems I might be trying to give some bad news to you two as well. And you may not believe me either. Hmm. So let's see. She will get in between the two of you, and funnily enough, she doesn't really need her cane, but she'll hold it in her hand as she puts that hand on Dan and then the other hand on you, Winslow. And, and kind of leans conspiratorially in and says, You two do realize, or maybe you don't, this train ain't going to where you think, is it? I can tell you the destination, and it ain't pretty. I know where I'm going. I, I just need to get on the train, ma'am. Let me... Let me take the shells from your eyes, boys. This train's going to hell. H-E double sticks. Hell. That's what my daddy said. I know where I'm going. You think you're going to war? No. Well, hmm. (laughs) If you believe in the old story of the war against the heavens, maybe. But I think the journey will be a lot more mundane than that and a lot more horrible. I think there's like a mo- while you're saying that it's like Winslow's like a little bit just like stunned, but then when it like sinks in, Winslow just like like laughs to himself, not like in a crazed way, just in a very like like a very resigned like laughter. Sounds very genuine, but then the laughter turns into coughing, and then he coughs through the handkerchief. And then he continues to laugh, like chuckle a bit, a couple more times, and he just goes, "Hell, yeah, that makes sense." I think it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Is there any other stops along the way, or? I think once we get on, we're on for the journey. And then we get to look towards the destination, which is. 
I've faced a long life, boys. I know what this is. But I look at you all and I think, why? Mm. Crazy old lady. And then just kind of turns off and starts walking back toward where his, where he left his duffel. Well, I, I, I followed a girl into a river. And he starts walking away also. As you two are doing that, are you going back towards Benny or are you going off in different directions? I'm going back towards... Oh, no, where it, where it feels safe. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> Crazy old ladies creeped him out. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, as you two make your way back, strangely enough, Dan, it's like you still kind of... Even though you think you're walking towards Benny... You're almost following parallel to a shaft to the shaft of moonlight that that showed you the the longhorn silhouette up in the hills, and you're not necessarily going towards where you thought the bench was. You're staying in the light, staying in the moonlight. You look like you're going a little bit closer to the longhorn, even though it's still very far away. And Winslow, as you're trying to make your way back to Benny or where you think Benny is, there's one jackrabbit that comes into your path and then another and then another and they're all looking at you he like nods at at all of them uh and he like checks his pockets if he has anything to maybe give them i guess i guess maybe he has like a like a piece of candy in his pocket he like gingerly like shows it to all of them, like puts it on the ground, like he's making an offering, and attempts to walk around the jackrabbits. They'll actually follow you. That one of them will take the offering, but they'll fall. They'll all follow you back to Benny. And Benny, you see, you see Winslow with this little parade of jackrabbits behind. Him. Hey there. The hell you got with you? Doctor Doolittle? Hmm? No, it's 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 Doctor Winslow. What's with the with the the parade behind you? He turns around, it's like oh, and like jumps at the jackrabbits who don't who don't jump in return. They don't. They actually um, st- they're still staring at you. And yeah, I know for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I assumed. Um, it's like uh, they 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 followed me here. I, I did. I didn't. I. Are you not supposed to feed them? Do they follow you the rest of the time? I don't know. I don't, they don't have many uh, rabbits where I come from. You said Chicago? Yeah. Are you uh, you bothered by these things? Um, I'm bothered by attention. Huh. Yeah. Never been. Which, which is bad for a teacher, I guess. Could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, you... You're a nervous fella. I, yeah, a little, yeah. Did, did you hear where the train is going? Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she told me. Fucking thing bad. Crazy. You know, she's, she's, she shows up with this cane and this cackle and just... She, did, she, did she hold her hands too? Mm, uh, no, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. She, she, I think, 
um, touched, touched uh, like, my, for my back, I think. Uh, I don't know if we had a, a handhold. Damn, just saying she... I mean, she squeezed my hands the way that I think that Dan would squeeze them. Just hard. Like, like strong? Strong, yeah. Mm. Real worker's grip. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. That's fine. It's, or it's kind of a very strange situation to be in. Benny looks down back at your feet. Are the rabbits still there? Yes. They are actually one will go to you, Benny. One will go to Winslow. And the other one is the one that has the candy. And just kind of looking at both of you while holding the candy in its in its paw. <laughs> uh Benny looks down at the rabbit that's at his feet now. What? What do you want? I got nothing for you. Scram. And he kicks the dirt, not kicking the actual rabbit, but like kicking the earth around it. Try to like Whoa. kick some dirt in its way. What? You? I don't think it's hurting anyone. I'd say it was. I just don't want to know me. That's fair. Uh, maybe if we ask. I wanted it. Uh, maybe if we ask nicely. Uh, excuse me, um, Mister or Mrs. Jack Rabbits. Would you mind living, keeping us in privacy? You know what. The one with the candy actually nods and then signals to the other two. Okay. And then they leave. I honestly didn't think that was going to work. I was just, that was mostly a joke. I think that's more unnerving than, than them following me. <laughs> Do little indeed. Is that a. Are you. Are we from. You don't fucking know who Dr. Doolittle is? N- Talks with the animals, walks with the animals. Uh, sure. There's, yeah, there's, there's some sort of animal biologist or veterinarian from where you're from. Let's cut over to Dan as he's walking towards the Longhorn. So, Dan, the moonlight's highlighting this, uh, this one cattle that is in the distance on the hill. You know you're getting closer, but it's still looking quite far away. And somehow, somehow, you feel Minnie's papery hand clasp your arm and actually turn you around. Somehow she kept up. I, you don't know how. Dan jumps. Listen. On the touch. Listen. I don't know if you're trying to face it or if you're trying to run away. What I was saying was the, ugh, saying this in this place, God's honest truth. And not many people get that from me. This train, we are all going to hell, boy. The sooner we face that, it might be a little easier. Might be. What might be a little easier? When the train comes. (laughs) And when you have to board it. I'm ready. Bring that train. I'll get on right now. I know why I am. I'm old. I've lived my life. Why? Why would you throw it away? Why would you throw this life away? I'm not throwing anything away. I'm not come back a man. But my daddy did. You won't come back at all. Maybe. 
Before I leave this life, I demand satisfaction. And I think getting on this train is going to give me some. So I know why I'm going. And I hope you do as well. Not just for being in an army. Or to be a man. But I hope you know your real why. And then she lets go of your arm and then she heads back to the other two. So when Minnie comes back, I'd say that because she had seen it before, she might see it again. But she would notice that uh, Benny has moved his uh, the band that was on his ring finger on his right hand to his middle finger. Why he's done that. I'm not entirely sure, maybe just like nervousness or some other kind of significance. Um, but he's put it back on his middle finger and is continuing to spin it, but is just looking awkwardly at at uh, Winslow. Oh, well, welcome back, ma'am. And uh, uh, Benny stands up. Here, take a seat if you want to. Thank you. And she'll actually um, reach up and pat your cheek. That's very kind. Where we're going, there ain't no kindness to be had. Gotta do what I can. Gotta do what I can do while I'm still here, right? Wherever here is, it is. I think Winslow was already sitting when uh, Miss Minnie came back. So y'all know I'm. You guys know I'm from Chicago. Where are you from? You you said you're from Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania. When in Pennsylvania? Um, He's getting it now. That's what Minnie pipes up and says when she uh, hears you say that. Well, um, uh, Winslow says a appropriate year between World War One and World War Two, um, and date and time. Wait, I mean, if you're if you're from like like nineteen thirty two, why would why would you not know that? Unless you just came straight from that time. I don't... Where's the other one? I think off in the distance you just see the glow of a cigarette in the darkness. Hey, you. Where are you from? What, what, what time are you from? What do you mean, what time? Well, you know what I'm fucking asking you. What year... Were you in when you came here? What year is it for you right now? Well, it's 1928. Fuck. And uh, Benny just exasperated, just puts his head in his hands, just like gripping at his hair, which is usually slicked back and very nicely kept. But at this point, he's almost at the point of tearing it out. Even if I said that's not going to do you any good, I think you're still going to continue to do it. Does it matter from what what? time we are? Does it matter where we come from or when? How are you so cavalier about all this? Why? I said it in the beginning. I'm old. I know what you said in the beginning. You keep saying, oh, it's because we're going to hell. And yes, I know where this is going, but it still doesn't make any sense. Let me lay it out for you. There is obviously something that y'all think you are going to find on that train. 
Now, I know what I would want to find. What do you want to find, huh? Hmm. I told Mr. Dan here. I demand satisfaction. What does that even mean? And I believe I will find it with somebody that's on that God's be damned train. And this is where she completely loses her cheery expression on her face, and you see something very, very angry. Yeah, Benny, uh, taken aback by it, sits back against the bench, looks at uh, looks at Winslow briefly to see what his reaction is. It's like scared. It's like like not like the this really nice lady he met is now asking, like heavily implying some sort of like violent act. So he's just afraid. Uh, I guess like you you and him make eye contact and it's like no, that also freaked me out. Is what his eyes says. Yeah, say so that's a similar expression to like wide-eyed jackrabbits. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like looking at each other. Not against you, boys. Not at all. If you believe in enemies, having an enemy, that is the deepest, darkest feeling you can have. And when you crave satisfaction from your enemy, that borders on obsession. How do you think I've lived so long? And then the cheery expression comes back on her face. Sweat dabbing with handkerchief. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, yeah. Oh, Miss, I don't think I've told you yet, um, Mr. Benny. Uh, if you happen to see uh, a woman in a dress with daisies on it, um, just let me know. I, I, I'm looking for them. Um, and just, yeah, might be. Might be a might might be a big locomotive, so you can only I can only cover so much rooms, cars. If I see her, I'll shout. All right, good, good, good. Dan, what are you doing right now? Standing off in the darkness and kind of listening, wondering what what it is that you are all talking about. Doesn't he doesn't understand what? Why Benny was asking him what year it was. Doesn't understand why Miss Manny is talking about trains going to hell. And he doesn't know if they're crazy or he just doesn't understand what they mean. The silhouette of the Longhorn has changed in the distance for you. It's actually looks like it's coming down the hill. What do you think of when you when you see it? Home. Huh. Reminds me of what I'm trying to get away from. Mind you, Winslow and Benny, we don't see what he sees. To us, there's a bit of moonlight and there's hills, but we don't see the Longhorn. There's a moment where Benny gets up and gets his composure again, slicks his hair back, sort of adjusts his jacket some more, and uh, so... How long is this damn train supposed to be? Anyone know? I mean, I I got told to come here, but they didn't say anything about how long it's going to take. We're just going to wait here forever? And... From a story I know, the train arrives at any time and place 
It needs no tracks and heeds no timetable. Is, as you all are talking about time, like Winslow takes out like a pocket watch and looks at how long it's been since we've been here. What does he say? The pocket watch has the hands going in opposite directions. One very slowly and the other one going very quickly. You can even chalk that up to like, you know, magnetism or something, but. Yeah, it's just like, that's cool. I gotta get this checked out once I turn, put it back in his pocket. Is, is Minnie standing up? She will stand up on her cane and just take a look at, um, like look towards Dan who's still, I guess, smoking a cigarette and looking towards the longhorn that we don't see. And um, that one, that one's a worry. If he's not willing to face what's a-coming, it's gonna go bad. It's gonna go bad for him real quick. And then he turns in the same direction to look at Dan past Winslow, but then suddenly uh, there's this this sound of something rattling, and then he jumps up. Shit! And there's a, looks like a rattlesnake squirming between its legs towards uh, towards Minnie. And as he sees it, just instinctively, he reaches into his coat pocket uh, beneath his jacket, or his coat pocket, inner ketchup uh, coat pocket, and uh, pulls out a small revolver, and just Blast two rounds into it as quickly as he can. Shit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Didn't want to. You know, those things are deadly, right? I, well, they're not aggressive. Only if you provoke them. But I do appreciate your quick thinking. Hmm. I think at the two very loud gunshots, um, Winslow would have, like, jumped out of the chair. And then, like, you all see him, like, he, he was, this whole situation has been a bit of stressful for him, but this is, like, like a very, like, a very loud noise, and then the rattlesnake also probably was, like, a little scary. You see him, like, breathing heavily, and he, like, clutches at his chest, and he, like, fumbles in his pocket, pulls out a, a bottle, and, like, downs it. You might need this more than I do. And she hands you her cane. <laughs> laughs at itself himself maybe maybe dan walks back over and and looks at looks at benny you you're a policeman mister no no i'm not just uh like to stay protected you know can't be too sure at this point strangely enough you start seeing the at the edges of the horizon the beginnings of sunrise, or a sunrise. But instead of being like the golden glow or the the blue twilight and then into a golden glow, it's actually red. It starts off as a very deep crimson red. And it's almost like a reverse comet falling out of the sky. It's actually rising into the sky. Well, that's a sight you don't see very often in the world, is it? My daddy always said, red sky like that in the morning, it's going to be a bad day. 
I heard the same truth myself. Hmm. Hey, Brainiac, what do you think that is, huh? The, 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 the thing that looked like a comet coming from the, the ground? I, I don't know. I, this whole, it, earlier, the, like, the, the sun dropped and it became freezing. And it just became really dark. And now that, I, uh, this whole place, uh, nothing, it, nothing makes sense here. Uh, I'm, I'm so close to just do it, to accepting it, but no, nothing here. He, like, he pulls out a piece of paper, and you see him just had, like, he's been, like, scribbling notes this whole time. Nothing here makes sense. I don't know where we are. I know we're, I guess, we're, where we're going, but I, 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 I followed a girl into a river, and now I'm here. Why did you follow the girl into the river? Why? What? She, what? She, I don't, Miss Minnie, I don't know. She, she answered a question I've had for a long time. Did you ask and, her to marry you? No, no. I knew her for a day or two. Been very presumptuous of myself for me to ask her for her hand in marriage. No, I was looking into something, and she was able to answer my like to solve the pro- the problem. And I asked her. How? What, what? What's? What's the answer? And she ran, ran, and she jumped into a river. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking. I, I, I followed her in. I couldn't breathe. I could I can't swim, Miss Minnie. I, I've never swam in my life. But, uh, uh, and, and then I was here. And nothing makes sense anymore. You should ask yourself. And he's like shaking. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. she'll actually reach out and hold both of your hands in her little papery ones. Yeah. And actually give it that, that same grip squeeze that she gave Benny earlier. Calm yourself, boy. Ask yourself. It wasn't the girl. It was whatever that problem was. What was it about the problem? I... If this train, I don't have, I don't have, I, 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 I think, not very old, as many, but I also don't have much to lose right now. If this train is going to hell, that's one way, it's one place we could all go, I guess. And if we're going there anyway, I might as well give, try to get that answer, give it one last shot. I don't have much time. I, I had to give it one last shot. You know, you know that hell is usually reserved for bad people who do bad things, right? Well, I didn't know I was going to hell today. I wasn't prepared, I guess. No one's prepared. Maybe I should have maybe maybe I should have taken a couple more drinks, you know. Benny, do you have any more in your pocket? Uh, he pulls out this flask and... Maybe this is time for a little fortification for you, sir. Winslow, right? Yes. Well, I've never had one before. And going to hell anyways. And he grabs it, takes like a single sip, spits it out. And it's like... Why do we... Why do you... 
Why do y'all like this? This tastes so bad. I'll say that when you grab it from him, you would see that there's this genuine look of surprise on his face because he had ran out of that liquor earlier in the day. And when you take it from him and you sip and you spit it out, he's where'd you get where would you get that? I think it's a different color also. Give me that. He snatches it back from Winslow. I'm sorry. Starts to look at it. Trying to look inside, obviously. He can't, but he sits back down. Still like slightly shaking, but comforted. That should have given you a bit more fire in your belly. A little more little more do they still say Dutch courage these days? Which days? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Good for you. Yes, which days? Hey, Dan. So, we're, we're all bad people, apparently. What kind of bad are you? I don't know that I'm any kind of bad just yet. Just yet? Well... Like I said, I'm meant to be a soldier. When you're a soldier, you have to do some bad things sometimes. But I'm ready. Only if you follow orders without thinking. That's... That's where the the true badness lies. Are you willing to do that, Dan? Are you willing to go out there? Just follow orders? That's what being a soldier is, ma'am. Sometimes. And sometimes it's about doing what's right. Defending and protecting. And when you lose track of all that, that's when you make enemies. Believe me, I know. What kind of enemies you got, Miss Minnie? Would you believe me if I told you? Doesn't matter at this point. Quite true. And you see her shift her her shawl a little bit, and then you realize that underneath shawl is the, not tattered, but very faded outline and remains of what looks like a uniform. And what was, what you thought was a dress was actually like a, and I can't remember the exact name, but it's almost like a, one of those uh, Aikido skirts, which split pants kind of thing, but not, not, of, not of, of Asian background. I've seen a bit. What story do you have to tell, Benny? I got this. What were you chasing when you came upon here, this between place? I think I got no story. All right, I just... I did some bad stuff, and hurt some people, and trying to get around it. I did some really bad stuff, and, and I know it's just been eating away at me, you know? And when you do the things that I do, you're not supposed to feel that way, you know? You're supposed to feel nothing. You're not supposed to feel anything. But then when you start doing the things that you do to people you care about, I'm supposed to care about people in the first place, but then when you do, you, uh, it feels real bad. And at this point, he starts to look down again and uh, starts to spin the, the ring that is now on his middle finger. I hear regret, and I see remorse. Yeah. Do you want to be on this train? No one wants to be on this train. No one wants to go here. 
They actually do, boy. They actually do. <laughs> because, because they find what they want on this train. Not the, not the destination. No one wants that. But the train itself, that's the key. What is it you want, Miss Minnie? Repeat the question, Dan. You said you know what people, people know what they want on the train. I know why I'm getting on. I want to show my daddy that I'm as big a man as he is. Why are you getting on? I suspect there's somebody on that train that deserves to be there. And I intend on finding him. And regardless of the destination, that journey is going to be a demand for justice when I find him. You're right, it's not about You have something to prove, Dan. I have something. Well, let's just say if he's not going to be dead, he's going to be worse than that once I get a hold of him. You're right, Miss Minnie. It's not about the destination. I mean, anyone who's riding that train is going to the same place, and everyone riding that train is there for different reasons. Because I'm like you, uh, Winslow. I'm looking for someone, too. The reason I think they're on there is because they was just as bad as me sometimes. So I figure if we're both going to the same place, you know, may as well be there together. For good or for bad? I don't know. Uh, I didn't do right by them. And I should have. Really should have. But it, it, was, it was my skin or his. <laughs> I chose mine. I was right. Regret and remorse. We all make choices, Benny. I just... <laughs> I actually have a bit of sadness in my old heart, seeing you youngsters. Hmm. Throwing your lives away on this train. I hope, well, hmm. The dis the journey, I hope it's worth it. The destination, not so much. You fellas know that the hellbound train takes no tickets right. That's what I heard. So what are you giving up? How are we getting on? I brought something to trade. Dan turns back to his duffel and goes over there and roots around in it. She turns to, she, she, she whispers to Benny, Look, there's no body in there. Got my daddy's medal. He brought back from France. I took it. Winslow like scourges around his pockets. Isn't didn't, looks kind of worried, and he like finds a pen, like grabs like a couple pieces of paper that he has in his pockets, writes something down. Just re- like very resigned, kind of like I guess like I guess this is it, and then like puts the pen away, puts the thing he the paper he wrote something down on it back into his pocket. Miss Minnie will smile a big smile on her cheery face and she taps her cane three times on the ground and then she will turn the top and then she will remove the sword part from the from the cane whoa my offering's gonna be this 
And she shows the, the wood part, the scabbard part of the sword cane. That's my offering, because this, the sword part, is going to go into what's going to give me satisfaction. Well, uh, remind me not to fuck with you. People have. They found out to their sorrow it was a bad idea. What are you giving, Benny? He looks away. And then back down to his hand, his right hand. And just holds the, the ring that's on his middle finger there. And yeah, I won't be needing it where I'm going, right? Maybe I'll go find something better there. After that, the sky starts to go dark again, where it's almost like it's reversing what it did before. So instead of like a comet rising into the sky for this very fiery dawn and day, now it's starting to sink into a very blue twilight night. It's not cold now like it was before. It's actually a wash with a bit of moonlight, and there's actually stars in the sky for some reason. And Minnie looks up, her shawl actually now looking more like a, like a sash or a, or a, a cape of a soldier, a very old soldier but a soldier all the same. And her head raises, and she says, the trains are coming, and she sniffs the air. We enter the arrival stage. The elder smells the smoke of the engine, and it reminds Minnie, <coughs> with a cough, <laughs> of the old battlefield where bodies were back to back, sword to sword, fighting in melee and trying to, to discern enemy from friend, officer from grunt, the smells of blood, smoke from cover, artillery, and swords from a place and a time that the other three may not recognize, but it has the mingled sense of bodies and corpses and the bloat of battle and then the smell of a particular cigar of someone who left the fray and betrayed them all. The youth hears the call of a whistle. What does it remind them of? As Train comes in and Winslow hears the sound of the whistle, he is reminded of the whistle of his tea kettle. Back in his lab, drinking multitudes cups of tea to stay awake at night hearing the sound as he scribbles on a piece of paper different things equations ideas organic chemistry formulae and over and over again this writing testing tea kettle writing testing tea kettle and then he's asleep 
then he wakes up one day and there was a girl a girl in a dress with daisies holding the tea kettle the fool notices the lantern of the train and it reminds him of sitting on his sitting on the railing of of the paddock in his farm and looking off in the distance is the town small town but there's a there's lights there and he kind of imagines the lights the bigger lights of the city that he's never been to and just makes him think think of all the things he's he wants to see and do in his life and he feels and how trapped he feels in this little farm in the middle of nowhere where his life doesn't really amount to very much right now. The wronged feels the rumble of the locomotive and Benny can hear the, Benny's been looking down uh, still at the ring on his finger. And as soon as he starts to hear the rumble of the train, he looks up and looks in the direction that it's supposed to be coming from, but he doesn't see it. He doesn't see anyone now. He just sees the scene playing out of of a chase, a car chase, somewhere somewhere rural. Uh, looks to be two police cars and a 1930s Buick. And inside the car, Benny uh, is at the wheel. He's driving and he's looking back. Uh, there's another man in the passenger seat who uh, keeps firing his revolver out of the, the car window, uh, trying to shoot down the cops. Um, and then occasionally coming back in to reload. Uh, in the back seat, though, there is another man uh, around the same age as Benny. Uh, he's clutching his gut. His blood is pooling up. And there's this sound of the wheels and the gunfire all creating this mechanical cacophony. Uh, Benny looks back at this man and the two of them lock eyes and it's this desperate look but it's not it's not the look of friends it's not the look of co-workers it's it's something much deeper than that it's not even the look of brothers it's it's a look that they can't say anything about and in this moment benny knows that this man is going to die and he can't do anything about it and benny's head whips back around to the others and realizes that he's back where he's waiting for the train. When all signs have been revealed, the train looks as if it is a dark shadow. If this was the sea, it would almost be this solid, ponderous shape of a large whale. First, a dark shadow and then solid mass. But then you start to see more of the details of it. And depending on the view of each of the souls, it almost looks like it shimmers. It almost looks like it's in pieces like separate cars, or it could look like one solid battleship. But this train pulls literally at their feet as they wait. And the door, depending on who's perceiving it, will either slide or cock open. And then the conductor 
what we would recognize as a conductor. Again, a displaced, shimmering shape that each of us would see a little differently. The conductor emerges to collect our fares. This is the stage of boarding. All admissions to the train will be accepted. Whichever player wishes to step forward first can board the train. If none volunteer, then the elder will make the first move. I think Dan jumps up straight away. What is it about the conductor that reminds you of your past? He's an older man and a stern has a stern look on his face. It's, you know, looking looking over the rim, rims of his glasses and under a heavy brow. His dad steps up to him and it reminds him of the way his dad looked at him, the way the teachers in his school looked at him when he plunked out of out of school, the way prospective employers in the in the little town he's from looked at him when he when they turned him down for a job. Just reminds him of all these kind of judgments, these judging looks. This is where you would do the card draw for the conductor's hand. Who wishes to step up next to board the train? Before uh, before Winslow, if he is approaching, Benny uh, will put his hand on his shoulder and just turn to him. Kid, this is for this is for bad people, right? You don't you don't have to get on this. It's no, I have to get on this train. I don't have much life to live if I don't get on this train. Fair enough. And he just gestures out towards it. Uh, I think at the gesture, Winslow uh, steps up, looks at the conductor. The conductor, I think much like Winslow in the beginning, is like dripping with something not clearly water, not clearly what it could be. Conductor smells antiseptic and chemically to Winslow for some reason. Conductor looks at him. And then Winslow like make like doesn't make tries not to make eye contact, but can't help it for some reason. And on the conductor's face, he just sees I think he sees himself, but much more pallor, much weaker, much more sunken faced. And that like takes him back and just hit and just that sallow faced version of himself dripping wet with something. And he offers up the piece of paper he wrote something on. The conductor takes it. Winslow, like, winces for a second. Shakes his head. And shakily gets on board. Ma'am? Minnie will step up to the conductor. And you notice that she no longer has the, uh, the, uh, hobble now that she's revealed her cane to be (laughs) a sword and she will press the sword to her side as she presents the scabbard part to the conductor and the conductor just gives her this smile under the brim of his hat which starts to look a little bit more military And she just looks back at this conductor 
with a knowing smile of, you know what I want. And I will find him. And I will kill him. Again and again before I die or go to hell. All wordless, just done through the gaze from Minnie to the conductor. And the conductor takes the, the scabbard and presents it almost as a salute as he tucks it behind him and it disappears. And she boards the train. Benny watches and waits till all three of them are gone. And he looks up at the entrance and he can only see the conductor from the neck down. His face, his head is concealed by shadow. And he looks back and just sees the desolate desert landscape. He just makes the sign of the cross, kisses the ring, and uh, pulls it off. And then as he steps up, uh, when he finally sees the conductor's face, it doesn't look like anyone he's familiar with until the conductor smiles and says, welcome aboard. And his smile is just the way that Henry used to smile. And his voice still has that cadence. And Benny shudders a bit before placing the ring into the palm of the conductor's hand. Thank you, sir. And he, the conductor takes it into his hand and tucks it into his pocket and then gestures towards the train car. So... Upon presenting the token, their admission to boarding, each player has drawn a card, and this represents the conductor's hand, versus the cards that the players have drawn in answering each of their questions. We will now compare the best card in the player's hand versus the conductor's hand and see who triumphs. And that determines what fate awaits them for the departure. Departure stage is, what is the fate of your soul as we make our way to hell? So let's go in order of, as it is on the keeper. So let's start with the youth. The conductor has a five of diamonds, which is actually less than your best card, which is king of spades. So you will be able to narrate an acceptable fate. What does it look like as an acceptable fate on the hellbound train? And there are no restrictions on time or space. Once you're part of the train, you're part of its ecosystem. Winslow begins just running from car to car, or whatever he perceives to be car are opening doors, not recognizing anyone, opening more doors, not recognizing anyone. The train doesn't seem to end. He just keeps running and running, and at some part he's crawling, just tired, still going from room to room to room to room, taking a break, maybe, for however long. He just keeps running and running until he finally gets to a door. He opens it up, and... The lady with the dress with daisies is there. And he just goes to her, breathing heavily. She just goes, please, 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 I need it. 
I don't know how you made it. I, I, but it worked. It made me feel better for the first time in my life. I felt better. But please, please, give it. I don't. You don't have to give it to me. Just tell me how to make it. I, I don't know what you did. I worked so hard all my life, <laughs> for however long that it, it was. But just all of it. Just, I need it, please. Please. And the woman kind of just. Gets down to this level, goes on one knee, and just says, you can rest now. Just rest a little. You can rest now. And he, like, he just keeps begging and begging for, for so long. And then she just keeps saying the same thing. You can rest now, Winslow. You can rest. Eventually, he will sit on the chair, and first long, and then like a long time passes. We see different people come into the train car and he's just sitting there. He says hello, he says hi, makes some friends, and he just sits there. And then more people come. And he's just sitting there still. And then he just sits there and waits and waits. But with him just sitting there talking to these people, he's it looks like he is finally relaxed for the first time in his life. Taking a deep breath and just sits and waits for the next people to come. And they leave, and then he sits and waits and talks to the next people who who comes. All right, so now it's the wronged. Your best card looks like it's the four of spades versus the two of hearts of the conductor. So you too shall have an acceptable fate. What does this look like for you? So when the conductor in the direction of the train car. Benny bolts down into it and he keeps going. Every seat is filled uh, and every passenger looks to be from the same era from around the like early 40s. And he just keeps racing, looking and trying to you know, just scanning the, uh, the passengers. And as he's, as he's scanning them and as he's passing through uh, each door that connects each train car, he realizes that the faces that stick out to him are men and women that he and Henry and others in his gang have murdered. And he is taken aback by this and he's he's confused and guilt-ridden and panicked and but he just keeps pushing ahead, hoping, hoping, hoping that, that he's at the end, and finally he gets to the next train car. And it's almost completely empty except for in the farthest end, a train car, or a, a, a booth. And he sees Henry there in a fedora, in a nice uh, clean white button-down uh, top uh, suspenders, reading a paper. And he puts the paper down and looks up at Benny. And Benny has this immediate sigh of relief, just standing at the opposite end of the train car. He, it does, it, he's in disbelief for a moment, just standing there, looking at him. Some of this sunlight is pouring onto his face, onto both of their faces. And there's specks of, motes of dust in the sunlight that's between them. After a few more moments, he bolts again towards Henry. And before Henry can even stand up to greet him, Betty takes him behind the head and just presses his, 
his face into his, pressing his brows together uh, with his, pressing his lips to his. Venny begins to immediately weep. I'm so sorry. I wish I could have done better by you. I'm sorry. And uh, Henry kind of takes his hands and, like, reassuringly puts his hand on his cheeks. I know. It's okay. I know. Sit. The, two, the pair take each other's hands much in the same way that Miss Minnie was taking Benny's hands earlier, and they sit across from each other in this booth. Henry looks down at Benny's hand that's now missing a ring, and he kind of chuckles to himself. How long do we have? Benny asks Henry, and Henry just smiles. I don't know. I just know that once we get there, things are going to be different, but for now, at least we have each other. Until we get there. The fool. Looks like your best card is three of hearts compared to which beats the jack of clubs. You also have an acceptable fate. What does this look like for you, Dan? Dan is walking through the train car and all around him are boys his own age, young men with bags. Some of them are in uniform, some of them not yet, but there are guys like him, you know, from small towns trying to head off to the only kind of way out they have. And he sits down with a with a group of them, reaches into his duffel bag and pulls out a deck of cards, and they kind of nod at each other, and he starts to deal them out. And he says, I reckon it's going to be a little while before we get to the camp. Cards make the time go faster. And he starts to deal out. And of course, just like when I roll dice, my best card is King of Hearts, but it is beaten by the conductor's two of spades. So I get the worst imaginable fate for Miss Minnie. And what that looks like is the others have gone into the respective cars where they find. Um, what they find. And Miss Minnie is going into the different cars of the train, seeing different things. She does pass by the soldier's car. She goes through and then sees some of Benny's compatriots. And then she does um, pass Winslow with the girl in the daisy dress. She keeps going deeper and deeper into the train, seeing more horrific things, more horrific scenes, more blood, more intensity for the grit and the smokiness of the train. It's almost like she's smelling what the engine has, the smoke of the train. And so she gets into what she would consider the bowels of the train possibly the second to last or the last car. And she sees who she has come to see, which is her enemy, her rival, the one who had betrayed them all in that battlefield so long ago and in the future. He smiles at her. He draws his own sword. They have a battle, but... Unfortunately, Miss Minnie does not get the upper hand. She is constantly being stabbed 
and sliced by her rival's sword and experiencing the pain of that battlefield again and again and again with no satisfaction, no peace, just the smell of the battlefield, the sight of her blood and guts and the smile of her rival constantly in her face and her vision. As this is happening, as this is all happening, as the fates are resolved, the train takes on the aspect of a great snake, a great black snake of shimmering scales and the shine of those who desire and the smell of those who weep and the sight of those who look for blood. There is no time here. There is no place. There's just the train and the journey that they all take. Whether good or ill, the destination is still hell. The train reflects its passengers, and that is a terrible, awful thing. And so ends our game of that hellbound train. And it's a great time for stars and wishes, you know, whatever else you would like to say about this playthrough that we've just had. I would like to start a little bit by saying stars for everybody's characters. My God. I mean, Rob knows I love characters. The base point for the very slender bit that we were given or trying to figure out on our own, everybody's concept was so cool. And I have stars for everybody's narrations. Jack, I mean, my God, I, you know, like your, 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 your characters, I mean, it, it's what I do too. So, I mean, this is why I can appreciate it a lot. It's just like, you know, being not just yourself, like your character, but also like, you know, showing scenes and like really digging into, you know, what they're doing when they're doing it. And then Paul, I mean, like Winslow was so cool in his quirkiness. I mean, like, and I could totally see this guy. And I could totally sense what he was sensing and then just really getting into the character and just seeing like that, that quiet desperation of like, oh, where is she? And like, you know, can I find her and all this? And then, of course, Rob, <laughs> you and I played, you know, a lot together. And um, I always appreciate your your quiet intensity when it comes to to conviction of your character. So always appreciative of it. Gameplay, I mean, like, you know, I think, again, for, for the bare bones that we were given for this game, I think I think we did pretty good. I think it's really up to interpretation because, I mean, it just, you're given the playbooks, which is given three questions, and then it's like you just kind of answer and, and go through as, as, it, as it is. So I would appreciate comments, you know. I know it's supposed to be stars, but I mean, like, good or ill, like, just let me know, like, you know, how, like how how it went for you guys with me as a facilitator and a player, you know, as a character. Oh, I thought you did a really good job of guiding it because like, it, it's just a light touch here and there at a few places of like, okay, let's, let's cut or let's, you know, split the characters up in this way that just, because I came into this thinking. Yeah. And I, like a year ago, this would have been the kind of game where I'd just have no clue how to even start or fill the time. Yeah. So I was looking at this thinking like, you know, are we going to, is there enough here to fill three hours? But I think 
yeah, that totally was. And like, I, I had the flimsiest idea of who this character was, but managed to kind of make something out of it. And I was really interested in everyone else's stories. Like this whole de- the whole detail Paul gave with like how he arrived wet and he was, he followed someone into a river. And I was like, I just want to know more. What was going on there? This is, this is really interesting. And I could kind of pick up that Jack was like, maybe playing some kind of gangster characters. That's, so that's why I kind of yeah. gave the dumb question of, are you, a, are you a cop? Of like, you know, which he obviously isn't. And, um, yeah, so they were they were all really interesting and uh, not a type of game I've played before and it was fun and different and had a good time. Um, I would say stars for everyone because we've never played together as a group before so i would say like everyone is really good at listening because there was not a lot of crosstalk there was not a lot of like oh no nobody can go there's a couple moments you know but like for the most part like 90 percent of it we were all just very just like and like the coordination was really good um stars for mads for having like really good like descriptions for like when we were like waiting just like the sun's coming up and like the changes of scenery was really nice like the vibes were always there um, everyone's characters were super cool um when we were reminded at the beginning that like this has supposed to be like very folklore logic i'm just like i guess i show up wet that feels folklore and weird i guess and we'll go from there um and yeah everyone played their characters so well and like yeah the game is i don't think it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been as good if mads didn't facilitate as well like I, I personally wouldn't know how to facilitate this. Yeah, I would need it would, like the first one would be rough, and I like I would watch this video just to know how to facilitate it, kind of yeah. deal, you know. Um, and yeah, so it's well done, well done, everyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, basically the same as everybody else. Mads, awesome job. I think you understood the pacing in a way that I don't necessarily know if the text lays it out as well. Um, like you understood that the most important thing is the meeting. It's the the waiting. It's not about the train itself. It's not about the arrival. It's about these people coming together and taking in all the weird folklore logic. Uh, so yeah, stars for that. And you know, just for putting up with our uh, bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I loved. Uh, I loved all. Love your bullshit. Love everybody's <laughs> bullshit. Are you kidding? Oh my god. Sorry. Go That's ahead. Right. Um, yeah. No, I loved everyone's like individual uh introductions and their different quirks like i fucking loved uh, the whole like appearing wet happening just come out of a rumor um i liked uh i liked this idea of uh, what was in the bag for for dan you know just wondering what that was and even then his like his resolution was very like quiet in a way that was like there's a little bit of like forebodingness to it because it's like oh you're on this train to hell and you're just playing cards which is a nice also echo to the whole system um and I know it's more like the cards, but I love how you handled it. And it felt good with the story, the fact that Minnie was the one who had the fucked up future, who they never got resolution um, because they were so, they, they, she kind of took this uh, sort of leadership role, whether intentional or unintentional, but the fact that she was almost guiding everyone into hell, but then she, when she's there, she doesn't know what to do. Uh, so I thought that was a really good turn of the story. And I think that you handled it well of like this endless battle that just will not get resolved. You will never have satisfaction, which I mean, relate- relatable. Um, yeah, I I think this is a really fun game. 
I think I agree yeah, with Paul. Like, if you hadn't run it, I would have not known what to do. Uh, um, like, it's a very easy game, but I think it's also a very, very conceptual game, which can be a lot to take in when there isn't a lot of reference to work from. So really good work. I think it also helps that um been so involved in playing the between as well as like having a taste of trophy dark when we did our little interim two-part play because when I was like looking at the game itself I mean well one I wanted to do like that hellbound train oh shit yeah because I've read the the old like Robert Block story and which has nothing to do with this this game like this concept not even not even close but I think because we were all familiar with how unseens work, how vulnerable moves work, how like, you know, for Trophy Dark, it's like play to lose. I mean, you're on a hellbound train. That's damn, that's pretty damn play to lose. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was like trying to bring all these elements in that I recognized from the games that we so, we so know and love that like it, like it helped me figure out how to do um, cuts and then include different things like bits of asking the question i mean the one thing that i that i didn't get to do which would have been hilarious would have been like you know what are you afraid will happen <laughs> it's so much worse than that and we didn't have we didn't get to do that um <laughs> but um uh again it's like i think i think it helps that we were all from a community that that played the same type of dark game and as soon as it's like, as I saw folklore, I mean, I was already thinking like Trophy Dark, where we were talking about folk horror for a lot, for a while. And um, it just had that kind of flavor to it. And I, I think anybody that picks this up and just wants to facilitate it should probably think of it as a, as an exercise of like, again, it's all about these souls stories. And it's like how people get together in even tenuous relationships of meeting each other and talking about themselves. My wish would be to, if we played this again, to be able to get more stories out of people, tell your tale, like what from your experience, like, did you, do you remember? And it would be like a mask of the past or future or something like that, where we'd be narrating something to kind of give a clue about our question or the idea that, that got bandied about in the discord of what if we're all like what if two or more or all of us were playing the same character but just at different points of their life so conceptually you can take this in a bunch of different directions but i mean again it was just like this was a great exercise in being able to explore character explore like stories and i mean i'm all about the story well i think that's that's why i've been really attracted to the gauntlet scene right now not to bash any other kind of RPG or anything like that, but I've just been in such a rut about like, you know, I, I don't want to roll dice. I don't want to, you know, worry about maps. I don't want to, you know, I want just to tell really cool stories with people who are into the same stuff and who are there for the same reason. And like as little mechanics involved or, you know, just make the focus of the narrative, the, the story. Um, so that's why I love things like the between and, and this, obviously. Um, because it's, you know, it, everything supports the story. It's not this kind of, uh, this extra dressing to, to make things happen. I think the thing that I, another star for everybody is the way, and I think it's the most successful way to release that kind of background information is with doing, without doing it, if that makes sense. Like 
you know, foreshadowing or like hinting at or like symbolism, things like that. That's always appealing to me. It's it's better than like, at least for me, it's better than just going, oh, I'm so and so, and this is my my backstory. You know, like conversations are what you know what, what I think is the most effective way to draw those kind of things out. Um, and I think these kind of games facilitate that. And if it's it was only like one mechanic, like the whole game, but I did really like how like, there was some. The whole time I was thinking of just like, okay, what's the best way for me to get this in just so that I have a better chance of like having the good ending at the end was still like a fun thing to think about. Um, and if I had one wish, I it was a fun ending, but I still kind of would have liked the badass elderly lady to like stab the guy. And I know we were just talking about mechanics, but I'm pretty sure the suits are only for ties and the old lady should have killed the guy based on like rules as written actually yeah, true. but you know it's so went so everything's went pretty well but i was really hoping to see like the anime ending where the old lady like stabs the guy no that would have been well i mean that would have been the 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 acceptable fate i mean i would have been i would have loved that but of course me being the facilitator and me usually rolling like crap um you know doesn't surprise me my draw my card draws were sucky yeah yeah they were rough yeah so i mean and like y'all got y'all got like you know great endings that was crazy yeah that's so good um but like another wish for me and i you know i don't know if you guys share this or not but i mean another wish for me is like i hope we can get to play again uh, together because it's like you know it was so nice meeting you paul and you jack because Mm -hmm. i mean i recognize your names on the discord yeah you know but now i have like faces and to associate with names Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful so yeah and i hope you guys like appreciate the work that we're doing on shadow society because we try our really hard yeah Yeah, i know super fun learning a lot yeah that's why i was uh like excited that uh that rob i'm having a lot of fun with that game so it's yeah it's fun to hear that people are actually are actually watching it and yeah no i'm i've been yeah it's like the main part of my GM prep is like watching the actual play or listening to it. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's, I mean that's how I learn too. It's yeah. like I I I, I better just reading things and texts. I don't absorb mm-hmm. things that way. Um, yeah. So having visual references and actual plays to kind of go off of yeah. is really helpful. Um, but yeah, like you guys especially, it was like was a draw because I've seen what you guys bring to a table and I feel confident in what you do. And so getting to play off that was fun but yeah i had a great time i would totally play with all of you yeah totally um, that was cool and yeah super fun it's a good time yeah, yeah if i had one wish i think i could have had a aim in mind for the ending <laughs> i yeah. kind of got there and thought yeah. oh wait yeah i don't really know now but i mean it, it was fine but yeah i think i should yeah. yeah if i played again i would have like a little more fleshed out idea of where i wanted to go with it but this because i deliberately kind of started not thinking too much and just thinking okay let's just go for the ride and see where see what happens yeah i just had like an era that i wanted to be a part of um and so i just was like it's a very threadbare concept for me too so i was just like what are, what's everybody else doing and i started to think about it i actually like the animal pick really helped me pick a character when i picked an animal yeah that was you nice. really yeah that really helped uh especially for you yeah. like you really embodied that kind of like skittishness and so, I mean, again, I hope we do get the opportunity to play again together. I mean, you know, I hope to do to find more um, one shot type games or, um, 
you know, more very, like very narrative driven. Did you make this character keeper? Yeah, because that's, that's pretty cool. The only thing, I mean, I borrowed info and safety from from Arctosaur, but I didn't. I I made the the souls oh, tab yeah. myself. That's really awesome, really dude. good. Yeah, I've, I've I've made character keepers for like my other games, and it's not as nice as those. No, this 100%. is great. Oh, thank yeah. you. I mean, I'm I'm obviously going to take out the info and safety tab when I submit it to the to the Slack. Um, That's good. That's great. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm probably just going to take a couple of things out, or I'm just like instead of giving like each person like places to put things because again just like the between we don't actually write in our narrations we don't actually write in anything yeah, yeah. so i mean like we'll probably just put the questions across the whole thing like as oh, okay as a you know as like yeah. each person would know to do this and would just in- keep the the card draw mm-hmm. cells on um yeah i appreciate the color coding uh, yeah, I didn't quite understand it at first, but when yes. I did, I was like, "Oh, this is so this is yeah. smart." Yeah. So. Okay, um, wonderful. I'm glad yeah. you guys guys like that. I mean, I tried to include a lot of the 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 copy from the from how I read it in the in the game. Yeah. yeah. And then like just okay, well, this is the facilitator part. This is the yeah. Yeah, everybody else part. You know, I mean, so that that should be. Yeah. The only thing um, I would say is maybe like just maybe like a small like something to break up some of these sections, so it's not like yeah. Just like maybe it's a, a a row in between each, like yes. Each I mean, well, I'm just trying to do that with the with the sections of like waiting, arrival, boarding. But yeah, I mean, I, I can, yeah. I can just like as more. a visual thing, just like a line. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Well, there's going to be more like framing and stuff like that because it's just yeah, it's it's very it's great. Though. It's very um cluttered right now. So I was going to add a little bit more and then you know see what people think. Um, and again, it's like you know this whole thing about running this particular game is like it's not it's not as laid out i mean like you just answer questions but you if it wasn't for me like adding those little bits in with the animals or for for the scenery it would have been just a completely different feel i think yeah yeah i think that's I why think... that's what was my like one of my stars too is just like you elaborated on what was pretty bare bones yeah 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 that's that was really yeah because it's nice. thank you if it had just been like straight text it would have been very dry yeah and it would have been very difficult i mean you know to try to like get the conversation okay well like you know you two go off together and then you two go <laughs> get over there yeah go over there talk amongst yourselves and, and 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 it's like it's not how we play i mean like aside from like trophy dark which forces you to separate like towards the end and then between where depending on the character like you could go off on your own but then there could be some problems associated with that i mean it's it's very different so all right very cool Thank you guys so much yeah, for, thank you. for, thank for, 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 for yeah, playing this. Cool. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm very glad that, that it's this crew that, that, uh, <laughs> that's, that's done it. Because, again, the familiarity with the way the between works, Trophy Dark works. I mean, like, you know, you guys know story, narrative. That's how you show your characters. And this was wonderful. Thank you for making my, my facilitating experience a really great experience. So. I appreciate it so much. All right. Well, I'm going to get going, but thank yeah, you me too. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. Thank you guys again really so cool, much. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Mm-hmm. Have a great yep. night, morning. <laughs> yep. Right. Bye. 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 See ya. You have been listening to Stories from Chaos Edge, an actual play podcast of tabletop role-playing games. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow our stories for future episodes. Tweet us at store underscore 
Chaos Edge. Thank you for listening.